Welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. How are um, you? Um, <laughs> is that to me or to them? Um, don't know. Who knows, mate? Just throw it out there, see what comes back. <laughs> um, welcome back. This is um, a new episode we've just recorded with comedian Nick Dixon. Uh, very funny. We had a lot of fun. Very um, good friend. Very funny comedian. Very funny comedian. Very and good journalist. Yeah, he's moving into journalism, mate. He's got a new podcast coming out soon. It's coming out next week, I believe. Uh, he thinks it's going to be called the Top 5 Movie Podcast, Top 5 Films. Listen to it, but don't yeah, go listen for, to it go to over his, this. <laughs> go to his Instagram and Twitter um, to find out the actual... He's, he's, sort of, he's not finished up the name yet, but it's going to be out next week and it sounds really fun. Um, other than that... Uh, what should we do? Should we give our patrons a shout out? Thanks to all yes. our patrons who signed up. Uh, we've got loads of people now, and it's very nice. You can sign up for as little as two pound a month, and they get extra million. bits. They get videos of podcasts. They get little um, sort of extra podcasts that don't ever go out into the world. Private well, shows. They do get private shows. One on ones. They get to um, stay at Julian's for a weekend. No, they don't. But um, I come around and decorate their bathroom. <laughs> Uh, let's do I'll tell you what I'm going to share my screen with Julian let's have a let's read out some of our heavyweight patrons and above shall we uh, let's do this now then do you want to read Carl Donnelly has started sharing the screen <laughs> this, let's start here oh I'll do it while you're looking at your phone oh yeah yeah sorry. <laughs> you, you do it. bloody hell mate um, no, I'm, I'm doing it I'm doing it as well here we go Pimla Cat. Natalie Staffer. <laughs> you know, you've lost the ability to read. <laughs> Timmy Turnips. Tim. Steve Colleton. Stark. Stephen Geary. Well, who is this? Sing Somebody, it, don't say it. It's sing it, don't say it. Sophie, oh, I see. That's Excellent singer, actually. Really? Yeah, very good. Simon Freer. out. Simon. Sharon Miller. Ro- Ronan Quinn. Robert Fruit. Rajan Sharma. Rachel Ratty. Michael Scully. Michael Leslie. Liam Mintz. Liam. Laura. Kelly Taylor. Katie Funnel. Katie. Kate Apostle. Apostoloff. Apostoloff is what I meant. <laughs> Joe Hawks. Problem with a mic. <laughs> or James O'Donovan. Yes, Ewan Gregory. Ed Claus. Yeah, that's not how you spell Ewan, is it? Ewan, yeah. E-W-A-N. I mean, there's various different spellings. This might be. I'm a not saying he can't spell his name. Um, well yeah, done. I mean, he might have misspelled it. Who knows? Ed Clues. Doug. Davina Bywater. Daniel Marshall. How are you doing? How do you say this? Oh, is it Seri? Seri. Yes. Seri tarot card reader. She's a tarot card reader. We should get a t- we should get her on for a Patreon special where we oh, do definitely. a tarot card reading live yeah. over Zoom. Seri, if you hear this, Seri. Um, Hit me up and we'll get you on. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Um, Cameron Primrose. Brett. Billy Bricknell. Billy Big Balls Bricknell. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew. Adam Ackerman. Sam Henning. Ryan. Billy Big Balls Bricknell. (laughs) Ryan Hibbert. Ross Clark. Rachel Napier. Lisa Gold. Jodie Faulkner. Um, Emma Taylor Emma Taylor there we go that's all our heavyweight patrons and above um, there we go so if you want to become a patron if you want to get a nickname like um, Billy Big Balls Bricknell 
and sign up now. Um, there we go. Other than that... We should give everyone a nickname as a gift. I think we should. One day we'll do an episode where we, we've nicknamed every single heavyweight patron. And that'll be, a, that'll be a new benefit you get. You get your own two vegan idiots nickname. On a, and we'll, the rest of your life. For the rest of your days until you sadly die. Um, of Corona 21. <laughs> right. Let's kick back and just let's listen to us have a very fun chat with Nick Dixon. Two vegan idiots. God. Um, yeah, we caught it. I caught it, mate. I caught the end of your singing. You're, you know, you're a good guitarist and singer. We were just talking about trying to convince you to sing us in, but we don't actually need you to do that. I'm a good guitarist. I'm a uh, not great singer, but I'm okay. Have you started well, compared now, to a professional yeah, we have started singer? Oh, okay, I'll switch it on then. I'll turn on the magic. Compared to me, you're really like a good singer. Yeah. Thanks, mate. That's um, but that's not the barometer for singing. I don't reckon. Um, we were supposed to do it masked up as well. This podcast, Nick. Are you, how do you feel about masks? <laughs> Julian's setting me up straight away. You know what I think? I think it's because you've got an excellent nose. Oh, you think it's that? Yeah, you don't want to cover that excellent. Have you just nose. started the podcast, not introducing me or anything, or just like? Oh, because, sorry. We we introduced you in, up, in the intro. Not saying hello. Oh, okay. So give up for the well-known incel and comedian. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we won't at all. We do a nice, a nice intro. We have give a shout out to our patrons, and then it goes straight into the podcast. So don't worry. Sweet. Uh, but I will probably leave it that little bit of singing just so people know that you've got. Other, oh well, that was bad. Outside of stand up, you've also got other transferable. And I chose skills. R. Kelly, which is the other wrong choice. You know, it is. I mean, what's, can... what's everyone's? What's your? I, I, I listen to some musicians that um, have since been cancelled. But uh, I think musicians have been, have they? Well, you know, what I mean, like you know, I still listen to. I love Elvis. I've still, I was listening to some Elvis yesterday, and he married a kid, didn't he? So like, there's sort of a line you sort he of draw. He did some in bad it. things as well. I mean, <laughs> this podcast um, hasn't changed. There I it mean, is. The oh, leather right. jumpsuit. Give me a Hedo break. joke within two minutes. Well done, Julian. You're I mean, all over it. Thank you. Record, You're on your though. game. Thank I think you, Julian's man. opened with a pedo joke before, so <laughs> <laughs> actually quite. So he has slow. He's down aiming a for a. Just a steady 45 of pedo jokes, 45 yeah. minutes. Right. Welcome to two vegan pedos. At- <laughs> two pedo idiots. Um, live from Belmarsh. <laughs> they got caught. What a start. Because um, oh, like people like Phil Spector, he, he produced some massive albums. People listen to those and he killed someone. So I think Yes, but none of it counts because you- it all happened before, didn't it? It, it, does, it doesn't always go, it doesn't go all the way back to Elvis, does it? It goes back a certain way. It doesn't go that far back. 2000s onwards. It's weird, isn't it? Or is it even more recent, do you reckon? Is it like 2010 onwards? What, the cancel culture stuff? Well, yeah, I know, yeah, but I know, weirdly, I sort of, I I think when people talk about cancel culture, I think both sides of that argument get quite silly and and sort of reductive. People who say, like, cancel culture is the end of the world. People who say there's no such thing. Actually, it's very much in the middle and there's there's an essence of... The truth is in the middle. And there's an essence of untruth to it, but, like... You know, in terms of obviously that thing of social media has allowed people now to form a groups and say like this got this person shouldn't be allowed to do this, which essence is, is in essence what it is. But you know, I'm very anti. I'm the first one you mentioned. I'm 100 percent against. I even wrote an article about it, quite quite funny and balanced article. Um, 
people call it funny and insightful. Is that the article that got cancelled? Who who calls it funny and insightful? Some people on Twitter. Okay. But, um, you know, it was, I'm very against it, but yeah, I I sort of tried to outline the different types of it because it is confusing. People, people they call everything cancel culture, but there's different things that get lumped in. Well, that's the thing I think that's the argument is that you get the people that sort of are sometimes get very simplistic and say cancel culture is like, you know, or the people that say it doesn't exist say, you know, one night it's just people being held accountable. And it's like, well, there are certain people who are very, very successful and famous that you, you know, they're so successful that nothing you. you say online to them can do anything. But then there's people that have, like, if you read that John Ronson book, so you've been so you've publicly, been publicly shamed. shamed, yeah. There are just members of the public who've made an, a joke that actually was misread and then they lost their job and shit. So that is obviously Correct. the, the when mean, it really exists. I mean, there's been some idiots, hasn't there? Like, what was the woman who tweeted something quite racist, got on the plane. Justine Sacco. Justine Sacco. Yeah. She's, got she off the, the plane and her life was over. Her life was yeah, over, but, yeah. But it wasn't actually, even... It wasn't, her joke was taken out of context. If you actually read the book, she just talks what through it. What was her it, joke? That's what's so annoying. Her joke was actually quite a funny satire on first world privilege. Yes. She was like, it was basically about to land in Africa, I'll probably get AIDS. Just kidding, I'm white, lol. Yeah. I think oh. And it's like, that's like kind of ironic. That's the kind of joke you would do, Julie. It's like, it's saying like, I'd of say course I won't. Excuse me. Most of <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's basically saying that, she's talking about the the white privilege of the African sort of state of affairs when actually in AIDS, like AIDS in Africa is uh, predominantly affects the black community. Exactly. That, what's, what's so annoying is that she got cancelled for something that dumb people didn't understand. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no it. nuance with it. Mm. Right. It, and it's like, th- that was extra annoying. And John Ronson in the book says, you know, oh, you know, it was a bad joke. I don't even think it was that bad a joke. It was like a decent joke. Yeah, it was I like a it was fairly actually, solid joke. It's, it's so yeah. obvious what she meant. So she got cancelled by thick people. Um, but yeah so that's I think that's the proof that obviously there is there is reality in it but I think there's also the accountability thing I think is also like there was a guy did you see that guy who does a voice on a American cartoon and he he basically was online like last week calling Dolly Parton a slut because she um, she came out in support of Black Lives Matter and he got sacked because they were like well you do the voice of a cartoon character for kids if they google your name and see you calling her a slut so he's basically what he's I missed done, that one. gross misconduct for his job. So he, him getting called out, and actually, there is an element of that that, that just that's I just suppose you stupidity. Have to, I mean, it's, oh, adult you, swim. Yeah, I missed you that have one. to a little bit have a kind of public persona if you're doing that. I guess. Yeah, no. Something if you're in the public eye and you actually say something that you know falls you, outside of your you. contract. The voice of Peppa Pig's calling everyone. Not, a well, that's cunt. what I mean. That's not cancel culture. That is somebody just being a fucking idiot and yeah, not you're realizing the status. I kind of identified three different types in the article. I was like. There's the people that get completely banned off social media because people don't like their opinions. Yeah. And I say, whatever you think of their opinions, is it the right thing to ban them? Then there's the, the ones you're talking about, which are just ordinary people just getting mob mentality, which is a horrendous... One guy even killed himself. Uh, that was related to me too Did in he Pakistan. get cancelled because of that? He was, a, he was accused you, of something For he a didn't second, do. I thought you said that was related to me. I was like, fucking hell, man. What no, did no, you do no. to it? That was a Me Too slash cancel culture thing where he was accused of... He Destroyed was, him on Twitter. <laughs> you pushed him over the edge, down Carl, So was, bad. Yeah. The guy just walked off a bridge. Um, that's the other kind. And then there's the, then there's the one I call, like, I think I call it the dream snipers or something. It's basically when you, you've been working your whole life to get something, like the Oscars for Kevin Hart, and then people go, I think I'll take that away from him because I yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. And people have less sympathy for that because it's someone massively famous. But it's still not yeah. great. But then that's the thing. My, my, I, yeah, I've, I, I don't like the people that 
sort of think it's uh, cancel culture as a concept is only accountability. That's because it's such a simplistic view. Like, did you read um, no, Nick Cave? Nick Cave does these things called the Red Hand Letters, which are lovely. And Nick Cave, I think, is a genius and one of the most thoughtful, sort of wise music. Like, you know, every he's he the one who did the song with Kylie. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, he's a he's a you know he's a, he's a I'm a fan of Kylie. And um, <laughs> I've got all his albums. She's like, "Is he doing something Kylie?" Level. Exactly. All the level. genius stuff he's done. You know, yeah. he's directed films. He's done everything. And there, is that the guy who did Kylie's song? Um, <laughs> but he does his thing called the Red Hand Letters, where fans write him, like ask him a question, and he actually writes really long, thoughtful um, responses, like, like on his website. Oh, he goes out as like a mail shop. Yeah. Basically, he um, and they just wanted a yes or no. <laughs> What's your favourite colour? Do you like chips? And he gets a four thousand word essay. There's a whole album, double album about this one. <laughs> Talking about the devil and God, Nick. I just want a straight yes or no. All day, I'll mate. Be this weekend or not? <laughs> but um, he did one. Somebody said asked him about cancel culture, and he wrote this really lovely piece about and he was talking about how he feels like you know at, at its extremities it shows a distinct lack of mercy which is what human nature is built on and it was really beautifully written yeah he has a great track called mercy as well i would normally have read that but actually yeah. i haven't i've been off the internet a bit sorry what were you gonna okay. say well no so he wrote it i read it and i was like this is a really like you know cautious not cautious it's not he's not like he's caught like but he's really sort of thought about it and he's thinking about like, what is the danger of uh, what's the end point of this right mm. and basically in it he just sort of says you know in terms of the sometimes a desperation for full equality you sort of don't realize things you might actually give up and that line got taken out of context in a sense but basically the, uh, the guardian tweeted the, uh, the thing saying like basically cancel culture is a bad thing and every reply to the guardian like the piece was people going oh just another old fucking out of touch man those people who don't understand it's accountability and right. none of them would have he read. then got cancelled well no he's, he i mean he's, again i think nick cave is above being cancelled yeah, you know he's got such he's got such a fan base that i, I think, think they wouldn't allow that to happen but he um you know i think that anyone who would not then go and read his piece and actually see just how measured it was is an idiot essentially. If they think that he, all he said is that cancel culture is, what just happened there? Did Julian just disappear? He just disappeared, like uh, some sort of like the David Lynch movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is really weird for the podcast, the recording. But um, he's been replaced by a dog. He's been replaced by a little dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck's happened? Where Wait, did you man. go? Sorry. What was what that? How do you do my that? Int- my internet was going, so I've switched my internet by trying to get the Facebook. <laughs> for for what we just I- saw, you literally <laughs> just disappeared off the screen. <laughs> Fucking hell! Literally, it's not cancelled. Literally, in the moment, <laughs> disappeared. <Practice>. David Blaine tricks. <laughs> you got cancelled from the material realm. That was it. <laughs> God you, just cancelled me yeah. from nature. You hit, you hit the ten thousand pedo joke limit. And you just got cancelled from. God just blocks. plucks me out of the three D reality. <laughs> I was like, um, has Julian been working on new clothes over lockdown because that is impressive. Yeah. You just physically disappeared at the end. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, that's that, it from that, me. All that saying was people should read the Nick Cave thing before yes. thinking he just came out and said, oh, cancel culture is a bad thing. He actually gave quite a good case for the dangers of it going to a natural conclusion as if you'd follow some of it now. Well, there was that whole letter about it in Harper's, wasn't there? In the, and then some people later disavowed their involvement with the letter <laughs> after getting pressure on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was hilarious. They were like, also, some- like that, I read that as well. And... 
you know what i really what annoys me because i think people should be held accountable for abhorrent behaviors right but also like anyone who i I saw people who were probably in their teens coming out and saying like who are these old fucking people that don't want to be held accountable and like you look at the list and like noam chomsky's on there he's one of the (laughs) arguably one of the cleverest um political commentators in history (laughs) <laughs> He's also the most left-wing person of all time. Absolutely. Literally, you know. <laughs> and so these people that... It's sort of, you know, you don't want to sort of say it's young people being dumb, but a lot of young people just haven't done the reading. They don't know, sort of... If they're only reading modern, like, political commentator takes on things and they're not looking at the historical commentators and, like, the people that have actually formed the world they now exist in, it's really need to sort stop of listening to young people. I, I'm with you, Carl. Stop listening. Just can, this cancel young people. People are like, not... let's lower the voting age to 60. Let's raise it to 25, I'm saying. That's when... That's but when then science... also have a cut-off at 60. At I 60? think anyone over 60 Oh, you want a cut-off? Well. Oh, you, yeah. you, hate the, you hate the age? I don't hate the old. I just think um... their opinions also get skewed. I think there's a window of opportunity for where your opinions actually count. <laughs> just <laughs> right where you are, Carl. It's your exact five-year-olds. What was that? Um, Julian? I just said only 35-year-olds. Well, no, yeah. I just think a window where you actually... You're not, you're not young and stupid and you're not old and fucking... Decrepit. Some young people are really smart and mature. I mean, if you're an idiot at 18, you're probably going to be an idiot at, like, 23. No, but the current <laughs> science is you don't develop the... What is it? The prefrontal cortex till around 25, which yeah. is really? responsible for rational th- thought. So a lot of these people are voting. They're irrational. They, they, sh- they shouldn't be voting. <laughs> Stick it up to 25. It's all right. We'll put this clip out. You remember how stupid how you were was. when you were young? Think well, about it. That's the thing. I know. You didn't know anything. I was dumb as shit, man. But yeah, that's also, yeah, that's the thing. You also, I'm not 60s, probably a bit extreme, but I do think, you know. 60s not actually that old, is it? No, but I know, you know, there is that sort of stereotype of older people. Yeah, out to all the 60-year-old listeners. Old people tend to start narrowing their parameters no, Carl, because the world is scary. Out, you would rule out both my parents who were very smart and very capable. That's outrageous. What do, what do they vote? Hey, how old are they? 71. Hey, they're, out of the, they're out of the loop, mate. I'm sorry, <laughs> they're, they're out done. Of the they're the bracket. They're only allowed to make vote it. on uh, <laughs> Comedian is now running the voting system and you didn't quite make his arbitrary cut-off point. <laughs> But there's got to be, a, there's a cut-off for everything, isn't it? There is, ultimately, you have to make it's a decision. Death for, for, for voting, it's death. No, it's not, it shouldn't be death. If there's, if, there's a, if there's a low limit, I think there should be an upper limit. That's my rule. 90-year-olds. Well, you, you can run for president of the United States now. Huh? While being, having dementia, you can run for president of the United States. So that is true. <laughs> That's and true. And be president, both of them, literally. Trump's either choice is now, huh? Trump's 75, isn't he? Yeah, and he's definitely got some of it. So, you know, there's, right. no, there's no right option, is there? Both, either of them, their next, the next four years of America, that whoever's president is going to at some point uh, walk out of, the, yeah, walk out of their house and get lost and be found wandering <laughs> the streets. Yeah, it's not um, looking great. Um, anyway, I don't yeah, wanna, I, I, I always go off politics because I always think, just don't say anything, Nick. <laughs> it's fine, isn't it? it's don't say anything incriminating. Your lawyer's sitting next to you going, no, no, no. <laughs> well, it's like the mask thing you're on about. I'm just like, oh, just stop saying your opinion on stuff, Nick. But, um, but I've seen you being quite vocal on about masks online. I'm ridiculously vocal about masks because it's just one of these issues. Kind of like you guys are vegans. Like you know, there's some issues that just you just you feel so strongly about, and you almost can't even explain it. So yeah, you're strongly just, anti-vegan, you mean? <laughs> strongly pro-vegan. No, but you, oh. vegans. Some people are like, oh, just eat burgers, mate. What are you on about? And you guys are like, no, no, it's killing animals. And some people feel that way about abortion. And there's loads of issues. With me, the mask thing, I'm just like, don't eat abortions. <laughs> 
<laughs> come on, mate. Yeah, I, um, I can't even comment on that. Um, I'm just going to leave it hanging there all for this. But, uh, <laughs> just leave it out. It's just been quiet there. after that. Should have just like disappeared at that seconds. point. <laughs> Drop that one and boop. Should have yeah. aborted me. <laughs> God's going to disappear again on that one. Press the button. Um, yeah, well, masks, on, masks. if they're just completely, to me, I mean, I don't know why I brought it up. I've done that thing, you know, I've done brought up the thing I didn't want to bring up. It's a classic. <laughs> Here's what I don't want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go um, on. What we, what no, we no I'm just, it's, it blows my mind. I, the, the, the science is not there anyway. I've watched long interviews. With Fauci said to was me, saying no mask for ages, and then you saw him with a mask on. Um, I just think it gives people sort of some peace of mind if everyone's wearing a mask, maybe. And that proved to be not probably, probably not true. That's the only argument I had heard. But then if you look at this uh, thing, it said um, it turns out two million fewer visits were made to grocery retailers than expected in the last week of July after masks became compulsory. So I had that ready. But Is that your article? That was in the Telegraph. But the, I mean, <laughs> you know, you might not like the Telegraph, but that... The one rational argument I've heard is, okay, it increases consumer confidence getting out there, but it actually probably doesn't. So someone said to me last night, do you not believe in science? It's like, I've watched long interviews with scientists where they've said that the science is not clear on this. If you're making this decision, you can make the decision, but in no way can you say it's a scientific decision. Yeah. Yeah. So then you look at the obvious negatives, and there are many obvious negatives, which we could go into, but I think it's completely... There is a lot of negatives, like even seeing people's facial expressions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like important, isn't it, to connect and stuff. Yeah, and it but must be important it. for childhood development. I can't I even mean, hear the, people the as well. Couple, you... The masks coupled with other stuff do help a percent, though, don't they? Like, if you do everything, wash your hands, don't touch stuff, fucking mask up, then it, it brings it clear, right, the odds right down. Well but that's, yeah, some that's where some have done think, well without them. That's where the issue is, I think, because I, I, I'm with Julian in the sense, I wear a mask when I go to the shops and stuff, because, it, you know, they just say you should. And I'm, always not, have. I'm not doing it because I think I'm at risk or anything. I'm doing it because I think there's probably some old Because I want to rob the shit herself. But the reason she's shit, the old, the old, the old, that old lady's shitting herself is because there is a, a culture of like, you're going to fucking die if you get it, right? right. So I think it's I'm just wearing it because really? I want her to feel, all right, she knows I'm not going to cough on her or something. But at the same time, I know there's loads of countries. Snatch her bag things. and run oh, off as well. Denmark, is it, said that, that the head scientists of the Danish authority said there's absolutely no science to actually suggest that wearing a mask. So other right. countries that we, you know, other very progressive democratic countries have yeah. the opposite view so you can't normally sweden point to and say look at these down. guys we normally yeah. say look at sweden look at denmark now we're going oh they're bad yeah, yeah. yeah. but well, also uh, and it's the same you know the same thing can be said for a loads of the other rules i had a skype with some friends in melbourne this morning and you know they have an 8 p.m curfew everything's shut once a week you're meant to do your shopping you're not allowed to visit people at over five kilometers away and you're not meant to visit anyone you like it's so stringent and it's like they've got helicopters that go to check there's no sort of crazy post curfew so they've you actually see the guy choking the woman because she was not wearing the mask the police no. officer choking the woman no. it's gone australia's gone crazy someone speculated it was because it was originally a prison colony i don't know if that's the reason but, but it's, not, mean, Austra- it be it's, quite it's not australia though it's just to say it's just victoria though. like most australia like new south wales where sydney is is absolutely fine they've, they've got comedy right. clubs open and stuff perth out in west australia uh, is totally as normal so it's because it's yeah it's a state system like america right got individual states can have their own rules what you said was interesting because it seems to me that everyone's wearing it when you ask someone, they go, I don't care about it, but I'm wearing it to show consideration for someone else. They go, and then you ask the other person, I don't care, but I'm wearing it to... You two should meet up, speak to each other. It turns out no one cares about the mask. Yeah, no, I don't think... But I mean, I think most people don't care. I think most people are doing it out of... Isn't that a sort of sense of duty more than anything else. Yeah. I'm worried about... Duty's good, but I'm worried about yeah. a sense of... See, I'm worried about... I mean, I don't want to compare it to Hitler, but... <laughs> But you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the old... I don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to. Well, what was that if not 
an irrational public health policy that didn't make any sense. They said, look, look, Jewish people are a threat, they're vermin, all this <laughs> so kind of thing. This is a logical leap, but I'll, we'll go I with it. I think it's the same. I think if, I, if you're going to put, if you're prepared to, not so much if the people wearing it, the people that enforce it on other people, weren't you wearing a mask? There's people out there who just want to enforce stuff on other people. And I think, what would you do in any other system? Because if you can't question an irrational government policy, we've had apartheid, we've had Jim Crow laws, we've had the Nazis. It's not like the governments are always totally benign. Do you know yeah, I, mean? I know, but I do think there is def- there is definitely a difference of intention. Do you know what I mean? In the underlying reason for those rules, I th- and I've I've got friends who are you know rab- not, and ra- who are it's pretty much rabid conspiracy theorists who think it, it is literally <laughs> an enti- the entire thing is a hoax. And I'm much more of the mind that the a lot the entire sort of thing is quite an overreaction out of. A, f- a mixture of panic and incompetence in terms of on a uh, government level. And, you know, I was chatting to... I probably won't name him because he probably wouldn't want to be named, but um, I was chatting to a comedian who also happens to work in the NHS yesterday. And even he was saying, you know, actually, there is... You know, the hospitals are quieter because, they, you know, they stopped all non-essential surgeries. How is Gary Coleman, all right? That wasn't Gary Coleman, oh. but I'm, I'm not going to say who it was. But basically, he was telling me that he, he works in an ICU and he was saying that the problem with it is, and he thinks the reason why they went so hard for, you know, sort of make, cutting everything down and going into some sort of lockdown was because just basically because they saw the effects on certain people and they thought the risk was that would be much more common. So there were certain people, basically he said, there was 10 people in his ICU that were on a ventilator for over 100 days, which is when they class it as a very extreme case. And he was saying that those basically, what most governments did was panic and think that was going to be the norm. So they over panicked and now they're almost too scared to admit they were wrong. Mm. So they're sort of keeping an element of like, no, this is still could be a serious pandemic. I think it was unprecedented, though, wasn't it? it was, I did hear that word a few times. Really? I thought it was precedented. Where did you get that? Yeah, I, I know it's, they can't admit the mistake. The, the ironic thing is, of course, that the nursing homes was the one area they should have exactly. been very careful about, and they messed up. New York yeah. also messed it up. Yeah, it's shocking. But the mask thing, I saw a woman come out of a Sainsbury's in ski goggles, and I'm like, but I'm the crazy one for not wanting to wear a mask. Ski goggles, Carl. But I will say, I've, I broke my mask rule last night, and I'll tell you why. Press me as well with the ski goggles. Like. Um, did she have a mask as well? Maybe she was going yeah. skiing. She had a mask and ski goggles. Yeah. She might, they might have been her. She might be did she have a glasses. gun in her hand? No, they were goggles. <laughs> but, but you can catch it She might have just eyes. come from paintballing. I, hey, I don't judge. Well, I'm judging a bit. Um, <laughs> don't judge. I don't judge that silly bit. I don't judge, but um, read my new article about, <laughs> about this dumb woman. <laughs> this dumb bitch, mate. It's just my opinion. The, the, the thing about I broke my opinion. I broke it last night because my friend asked me. He said, "Can you wear it while you're circulating Why in you my venue?" My wife. Because it's his business, and he was terrified about it being shut down. Because he said a health and safety person has been on the phone. He says he's going to come and check me. So he convinced me. I was like. I don't want my friend's business to shut down, so I'll do it for that. I'm prepared to face fines and arrest. I'm like hardcore. I'll I'll go to prison. But my friend, I don't want his business shut down. So that's how they got... They get to you through the people that you care about. They get to you in the end. But um, and go to prison and wear someone's arsehole as a mask. The irony. That's how I'm taking it. You're wearing the pillow as a mask. (laughs) Do you know what? Do you know what gives me some... uh, This last thing I'll say on it is... I know what I'm like, so... I've, but I have noticed that normal friends of mine are also very anti-mask. I have a friend, I've got two friends. One's a woman, one's a man, so there's different demographics. They both have children, they're both family people, normal people, both yeah. vehemently anti-mask. And that yeah. makes me think, because everyone knows, like, yeah, Nick lives alone and spends a lot of time on the internet. Classic <laughs> incel profile. <laughs> FBI probably got him on a watch list. Yeah, of course he's anti-mask. But normal one's friends of mine 
anti-mask as well, Carl. So that's that's called an appeal to authority yeah. in the debating world. But there are, you know, so lots of people, and it crosses all. And also, my friend who's like younger, who's like from the streets, he's like had a tough background. He he's totally anti-mask. He's like, nah, mate, don't give a shit. So there's loads of every different demographic. It, it crosses yeah. all. Types I, of I mean, to be honest, though, it depends. It depends on what. Like, I know people that live in loads of different parts of the world, right? And like, I live in Harlesden in Northwest London, which for a period of time was the worst hit place with cases in the entire UK, right? And even at its peak, when they were saying that, it was on the news, they were interviewing people down on the high street about like how, you know, the, the numbers of deaths in this in this borough, Brent. And um, and even then, no one gave a shit around here. No one was wearing masks in shops. Like no, it, this, I live in an area where there wasn't really a lockdown. People were just out on the streets, hanging out. You know, all, all the Polish geezers were sitting down on the clock tower bench, drinking their tisky lagers, and like they just didn't. I never at any point felt that there was a lockdown where I lived. So it's sort of like it differs from where you live, isn't it? Yeah, I've noticed very, a lot of different different attitudes towards it. Definitely more middle class white women into the mask. Definitely some other people less into that. But anyone, I just walk around the Sainsbury's, anyone not wearing a mask is my brother or sister. That's the only, that's the only... Uh, you got to give them a big now. hug. <laughs> I just silently give communicate. Give them a kiss. <laughs> on the lips. It's a bit edgy not wearing it, but I don't know. I shouldn't have admitted on your podcast. I went to... A, I've got I severe to... asthma. And no, autism. I've, I've accidentally forgot. I've forgotten my mask twice in the last week going out to shops. And that's genuine. I do genuinely have one when I wear, and I wear it because I just think, you know, it's the fucking rules. But it's what I went to a coffee shop down the road and I walked in without a mask on. I'd forgotten one. And she said, you're actually meant to wear a mask. And then I said, I've, I've forgotten it. And she was cool. And yeah, then, I ran into uh, a comedian that had forgotten his. And we both saw each other in the supermarket. It was like... He probably would it like we both weren't wearing a mask. So yeah, what, yeah. what could he say? But he had forgotten it. But then I ran into um, my friend Kerry as well, and he was like, he was like, uh, he was wearing it just to, for people to. I didn't think he'd wear it, but he was like, you yeah, do just why not? Kerry marks, on. if you want. Kerry marks. But then he goes, um, but you know, he goes, I'm still against seatbelts. So, yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm against brakes on a car. He goes to me, dri- he goes, driving back in the day, you don't realise it was so much more fun. It was cowboy then. It was cow- he kept saying cowboy. And yeah. I go, yeah, but Kerry, didn't you have like loads of crashes? He went, oh yeah, I wrote off loads of cars. Yeah. <laughs> loads of, lost loads of family members and friends. I mean, seatbelts do bring the death rate right down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, people I mean, who like those stylish 60s cars when you didn't have to have them, they don't like them. Look, I'm not taking a stand on seatbelts. I'm just taking a stand <laughs> on masks. Mate, you said it, right? We're just, we're just quoting you. It's, a, it's, the, it's the thin end. It's not even that thin end. It's the quite thick end of the even thicker wedge, isn't it? Where is it going to go? When, once it's masked outside everywhere, so you can't breathe normal air like a human, I'm not sure I even want to live in that world. I yeah, but no, surely. I mean, what are, the, what are the chances of that coming in? Well, some countries are doing it. Yeah, what countries? I think they have it in France. I think they have it in Australia. I have to check the details on this, but countries do that. I think they had that in California. That was a rule. Yeah, I mean, because. But then again, how? I mean, there is also. They think you can't breathe air. I always think about it as what is policeable and what isn't policeable. Like again, going back to the fact that during the most strict parts of the UK lockdown, where I lived, everyone was just pretty much going about their business as normal the police were rounding people up like i was sitting in the park with rob collins and we got told to move on by the police yeah they were doing it, it depends i mean that's black Heath. it's like a really posh area exactly. they're, selling drugs they're more well. on it around there yeah. yeah 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 but i reckon it is that thing of like it's gonna be then how could they police it in you know in in harlesden there's a there's i can't a drug even dealer. police the stabbings but i said there's a there's a big geezer who sells drugs just up uh, near the clock tower like Andy. openly yeah, you know I mean, and like, 
if they're yeah. not stopping him, do you think got they're going to tell... got a drugstore at the farmer's market. <laughs> I read somewhere the police were not doing it because they already thought of badly enough at the moment. Like, that, the police had said that as well. I can't remember where I read that now. So they that probably slowed down a little bit after the George, George Floyd thing, didn't they? Also, Fantastic just all the bad feedback during lockdown. They were doing way too much, like, taping up park benches and everyone was like, calm yeah, down. Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah, worry about... Yeah. last thing I'll say about it, because I keep threatening it's the last thing. <laughs> this is um, the seventh last The seventh last thing. It's just that people say it's selfish, you're a selfish scumbag. I say it's not selfish because I'm worried about the world we're creating for my nephew and niece. I worry about the world we're creating by allowing authoritarianism to go crazy. Maybe that sounds a bit 5G. Like but a lie. No, that is, that is a concept. I always think, now, what is this world we're creating for, for the future? You know, I always think about my nephew's daughter. I don't think it's a selfish thing. I think I like, I like different opinions. I think, you know, oh, it's good you. what you're saying. Oh, good. I don't mind masking up. That's all right. Well, maybe I, I will after my friend. Maybe, I, I was you know. on I was on the London Underground and I had a mask on. I saw a few people. I couldn't help judging a little bit because I wasn't really thinking it through. So I did think, oh, that's a bit selfish. Then I left my mask at the gig, so I had to come back with no mask. <laughs> yeah. And then people are looking at me. I'm like, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm always in the very end side. I'm always in the very end carriage as well. I'm like, I'm miles away from everyone Driving in the end carriage. Yeah, yeah. And in the supermarket, I stay away from I stay away from people. I mean, I live alone. I haven't seen anyone for five months till the other day. I stay, I stay a, a long way away. So I think it's almost impossible I could give you it. And I would never cough anywhere near you anyway. So I, I think it's almost impossible I could give it to someone. Probably impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also, I mean, I do, that's, that's my, my, like a, like my issue is the, we, I, I sort of agree in the sense of the world you're creating in the way they sell it like in uh the media and the way people act online about it in that there are there are did you see i saw a video of a woman getting shouted out on a tube platform like because she didn't have a mask on yeah by a and big guy, a big guy. Really, yeah. a scary guy and yeah. even if you know even if somebody isn't wearing one just because they don't want to wear one you know obviously there's but there is a there's loads of people who aren't wearing them because they have an exemption right just what's that, that thing of what creating an environment? Can't breathe properly. Well, you you should wear Julian, because you've got heavy asthma. So yeah, asthma, asthma, asthma wearers have an exemption. Autism, oh, really? asthma, yeah. anyone that would just cause stress and discomfort to... There's loads of exemptions. Fair enough. Anxiety. That's uh, the thing. Somebody it's meant to be the caring thing. Clapham, Sorry. didn't they? Someone yeah. got decked Clapham. Clapham Junction, I watched that video. So that thing, like... You know, what was that about? There's, like, yesterday, somebody... Um, there was an argument about masks at Clapham Junction Station. A bloke got knocked out. And it's wow. that thing of, like... Because they were that, a good person. The good person seems... knocked them out. <laughs> that is, that's, no, the person who got knocked out, I think, was a mask wearer. And he was having a go at somebody oh, who really? didn't, wasn't wearing one. And the guy who wasn't wearing one knocked the bloke out. Well, I mean, very mind strong your business, maybe, isn't it? Like, <laughs> so, you, yeah, what happened to mind the other way around? You were on their side. No, 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 no. I was like, I was like well, well, that guy that we saw on the, the other one on the tube platform was coming up screaming, like, where's your mask? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you're not a good person when you're doing that. That doesn't no, make no, you no. a legend. <laughs> yeah, you've given up the moral high ground when you're shouting the C word at a woman on a plat- train yeah. platform. I know. I do like I watching arguments, though. <laughs> you love watching arguments, I can mate. imagine Julius sitting back, just watching it, thinking it's pulled back and reveal jokes. Um, we just had a little mic issue there, but now we're back. Um, wasn't me. What were we talking Wasn't about me. before that? I think we, we were done with masks. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I went a bit too heavy on that. I felt a bit that I'd gone. I thought I'd dominated the podcast with my mask. That's fine, mate. We didn't, I was going to ask you about gigs. Less. Just mask up and stop being so selfish. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. That's what I did last night. Have you been back to gigs? I have yeah. done a, a, a handful. I'm one tonight as well. Where are you gigging tonight? Nick's uh, favourite gig. Top Secrets. What, that, the anti-mask gig in the yep. field? 
Yeah. <laughs> the, online, the online gig in Nick's I, kitchen. I called it a gig to get you there. It's more of a rally. <laughs> Where are you tonight? Not a mask up, but it's different time. It's a different kind of mask. <laughs> more of a more of PPE a hood. hood. <laughs> N95 hoods. <laughs> that's how we get them here. They come for the safety, stay for the racism. That's our motto. Um, stay for the connection. I've yeah, I've been back. I've done some gigs. I did. I've done some outdoor gigs. I've done a. Uh, yeah, I've only done one indoor gig so far. I've done three. Do you do, you do car park? I did not do any car park gigs. I will not do car park. And I won't do Zoom. I'm quite, I'm quite a diva about it. I won't do any of that. I've really? done a few Zooms. I did loads of Zoom ones. I actually ended did up you? really enjoying them just because it's rare you can do a gig in your own house and literally finish and say goodnight and go like that and then go to bed. You're right. That was my dream at one point. And then when it came along, I didn't, I didn't want it. But yeah. have you, someone, have you, I don't want to name any days, but it's so funny because comics are putting out car park gigs. Come and do me a car park gig. And there was one yeah. of them. It said... Um, I've put out a, 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 I've put out a post for a gig in a car park in Preston. It hasn't had the normal take-up I'd expect. I was like, why do you think it is? And I'm like, read, read the sentence back slowly. Preston, car park, that's your answer. Guys, I've put out, I've put out my listing for my gigs. It's in a multi-storey in a, it, car park on level six. Yeah, and the, it, and the it, stage is the disabled bay. It's at the Brent dump. I don't know why people aren't asking to do it. It's 100 quid on a Friday. It's in a prison shower. Why is no one replied to it? Yeah, it was like... Since you're on on a Friday, I've only had three people reply. <laughs> three open spots. Comics are hilarious. They'll do anything. But I just... No, I was like only indoor. Came back on Monday. Two gigs. Smashed it. And then one last night. Uh, as far as you can smash a socially distanced gig. It's actually quite yeah. similar. And I did all new stuff about COVID. And what, the whole lot was new, was it? Nearly all new. And the new stuff was working way better because the old stuff I've forgotten. I'm not feeling it. So I all know. my new stuff about, like, you know, well, how come people were... Well, I won't do the jokes now. But it's all about COVID stuff. It's good it's- fun, isn't it? I did a gig on Sunday and I, and, uh, I was on uh, t- after Kwame Asante, who's uh, also an A&E doctor. So he talked about being an A&E doctor. And when he mentioned it, the crowd went crazy. Like, oh, my God, you know, clap for them. I might do that. I might open with well, that. That's what I did. So I went on Nana, really. I, that's what I went on after him. And I went, guys, um, it's great to be here. Uh, my name's Carl Donnelly. Um, and, you know, actually, very similar to your previous act, I actually also am an A&E doctor. And everyone went, <laughs> And then they started laughing. At fetish when they parties. And I, just, and I just went, I'm not at all, actually. But <laughs> I heard that fucking clap you gave him. And I thought, I'm having someone at... I tried um, to do a joke about the NHS. The silence was so pure. As soon as I started it, I was just like, bail out on this, Nick. There's no was it about here. disbanding it and replacing it with a healthcare system? No, it was like a uh, joke about me like, not getting bored of the clap or not doing the clap or something. But it was just like, I could just see just the words. This is not even worth it bothering I've got, I've got a bit about st- how I stopped clapping after week two. And that, Have you? Maybe yeah. it was just a crap bit then. Yeah, Just saying mine worked very well. Uh, but My best bit was about Prince Charles. I said, oh, it's about why did people got really annoyed when Prince Charles got the corona test and they didn't. I'm like, how, why was that the moment you realised your life wasn't like Prince Charles's? This was my <laughs> yeah. best bit. Wasn't I'm the 45 like, bedroom house he lives in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his mum's name is The Queen. Her first name is The. <laughs> it's this whole thing. So that's my best bit so far. I don't know if it'll... But it'll probably stop working once everyone's forgotten about this virus next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I was like, um, yeah, I definitely think there's a... I had that bit as well, but it wasn't as good as my other stuff, so I dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't do 12 more pullback and reveal wanking jokes. <laughs> and pedo references. <laughs> it didn't have pedo in it. I, so you I did talk about Prince Andrew instead. It's more your turf. I mean, that's, that's, I reckon there's, there's a, it's definitely, I reckon a shorter it's a good shelf bit, life. Nick, I was joking. But there's a shorter shelf life on stuff about that sort of business. 
than there would, you know, it is that I think yeah. there's still a novelty to talk about it because we're only just coming out of it. But does your old material feel dead and stale, Carl? D- yeah, definitely. I'm not. Well, dead you're not stale, asking me that. <laughs> but, but saying that, I'm quite. You so know, I know you're still doing all the same shit. But I, um, I'm not. I'm opening. I'm doing ten of new off the top now, and then my second ten is your old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, normally when you say new, you, mean you mean you've changed one word in the setup. So when you say new, do you mean like no? It's all new. It's all about lockdown and Corona. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Cheers, man. <laughs> um, it's yeah. I've, it's uh, I've got yeah. I've, I've I've been I've sort of not written loads of stuff during it, but I've definitely written enough to get by. I've not. I don't have to go and do old shit. People were saying to me, "Oh, you, you've written so much." It came from one month in April when stand-up was taken away, so I had all this spare energy. Yeah. Where am I going to put it? I put it into tweets that were quite funny, and then yes. that, then I ran out and couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't write jokes anymore because it, it's so disconnected from. I didn't know stand-up would ever come back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just basically read out my tweets in that one month of April. That's what so I mean. what did you do from May to uh, August then? What was your... I wrote six articles in a month. Uh, then I, I thought maybe I should... Maybe I'd, which are just like funny. They are quite opinionated, but you know they're not like... I'm just trying to be funny, really, but some people don't like the opinionated thing, but... Are you going I to did that. that? Is I that going to be your future... Um, you know, it's, it's, a new, it's definitely a new avenue for those comedians who become sort of... What's the word? part of the commentariat as people would describe it would you yeah. is that something you would look I just find to I'm do? quite good at it I can actually do it you know I can write these articles they're funny and they're and you know they're better than a lot of the articles out there but the only thing I don't like about it is I don't like to be hated online yes. or in person really and I don't I thought you'd got used to that a bit, no? <laughs> I have some opinions but I I try and make them but like, a lot of people judge me just on like the titles and stuff if they read them they're quite balanced and funny and gentle they're going to be like satirical I've read some of them I think they're very good thanks mate one of them was about herd sanity you know we need to develop herd sanity they're just going to be like and they, they, they try and go at the right targets you know if people would be like all these celebrities were praising Louis Farrakhan at one point I was like the guy that thinks white people were created by in a eugenics experiment by a mad scientist and thinks Jews are termites. I'm like, guys, yeah, can we yeah. chill out? I'm praising this guy. So they're just kind of meant to be like... It happens. Like it, 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 it's, it's that thing of like, you know, a lot of people, once they've got a cause, they are so desperate to like anyone who's f- agrees with them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a vegan, but, you know, I, Lewis Hamilton is a vegan, right? And he's sort of, you know, he, I, you know, he's sort of, he talks about environmental issues and things like that and, you know, I don't think any Formula One driver has any right to talk about environmental issues. They literally work on his uh, in, boat, on his yacht, uh, in a in a, literally a, the probably one of the most petrol-consuming industries in the world. <laughs> Formula One. You know, his whole lifestyle is in, environmentally absolutely diabolical. You know, the the hypocrisy for him to talk about environmental issues. Yeah, you can talk about veganism because that's not you know that's, that's a different thing. But like you know, I've seen. I've seen environmentalists retweeting Lewis Hamilton's take on environmentalism, but not realizing the disconnect between he's part of the the one percent, isn't he? Who right. are totally causing more problems than they're doing good. And I just think it happens all the time. People once they sort of you know they're so desperate to just have allies that they'll pick any old cunt. <laughs> right. Yeah, we got Chelsea Handler praising Louis Farrakhan. I mean, she's got one white parent, one Jewish. He hates both. It's like, you might want to rethink that. You know I mean? So I just pointed that out in a funny way. And some people don't like it. They're like, oh, how can you write this? And it's like, actually read it maybe. But your more supportive friends will say, oh, it's a great article, even if they don't agree. I just think it's fine. But people You're get... welcome, man. I mean, one publication I wrote for people said was right wing. Then I found out it's actually many of the people running it are Marxists. So I'm like, get it from both sides. But 
So I always t- dip my foot into that stuff, and then I go, "Do I really want to do this?" Because you just get hated, and I'm just trying to be funny, really. Yeah. So, but isn't that's that part of it? If you've got an opinion, that's that's the part of it, isn't it? People are going to disagree with it. They are. I just don't have the personality. I'm too soft. Like some people just seem to have the personality to be in war every day on Twitter, just just being you know attacking. And I don't like to attack all the people. I don't like to get attacked. So but I'm just too. Could you, can you not? I mean, as I always often think about is the problem there that those people do that? Like you know, is it sort of a chicken and egg thing of like you can write the articles but do you have to then engage online with the the discussion or can you just avoid it you can avoid it i got because i got one of them got like thousands of likes and stuff, and it was getting and then the person one person i criticized in the piece replied to it and i thought normally this is where someone would go back about i just left it i just looked at it without my glasses scroll <laughs> like, i just yeah, like yeah. oh people some people hate me some people like i get it and i just didn't engage i don't think you need to no. i think it's it's, like, it's a Stuart lee thing isn't it Stuart lee will do his shows and he'll dig out loads of comedians on stage he'll write his articles in the guardian he'll dig out loads of people and he just never ever engages with the backlash so i think there is a there's an argument to be said for just do it throw it out into the world and then just turn around that he was my approach as him being a character doesn't he on stage yeah, the and well, he really sort of talks about it. that but you know he also i think when yeah if you read his articles it's often it's a bit you know, of a way out of it isn't it like yeah, yeah. yeah. no it's just we're a all, character i love you really ultimately yeah. aren't we? but it's the character that shot that guy yeah it, it's i don't yeah and the other thing is i've taken a lot of time on the articles i'm trying to make the nuance they're funny they come from a better place of me they come from like what is what is really the fair thing here you know what i mean like they come from a like benign place whereas if you then hit back on someone on twitter when you're angry you're just not gonna have the nuance is it definitely it's 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 very yeah it's very easy to get into an argument on twitter i'm very good at not getting into i've sort of i'm good at muting a conversation as well like if i do a joke that starts getting a bit of hate you know it starts getting loads of shares and then all that happened, it, it could be the most innocuous joke and it will always start a debate for some reason. Yeah. So the moment I see it, the moment I see it get more than about 10 retweets, which is like the tipping point where it suddenly starts escalating, um, I just hit mute conversation and I'll never ever hear from that again. I've That's let that great. tweet free into the wild. I've never muted conversation. I'm, I semi didn't know you could, but I've I muted know you people. Could either. Yeah, I've best. muted about 75% of comedians, so I can still <laughs> see why your you two guys like yeah, yeah, I get it, mate. We're right here. No, I've just had to mute so many of them because they're so annoying. I've but, muted um... your phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I've muted when you, the doorbell when you come round. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, I shouldn't I, say that, should I? Because they're our colleagues, but some of them you just got to mute. I've muted it's all a few. Right, though. We're, not, we're not playing for them, are we? We're not playing for comics we're not playing but you know what i mean you're not tweeting for them well you shouldn't be anyway it can get in your head can't it you could be like oh what's what the comic i, mean, I am but that's that, that was why it was a relief for me having five months off because i was like i didn't have to think about what comics thought about anything that I mean, was a big relief actually like not caring what anyone thought so i just thought oh i'll just be myself and it was every tweet was a wank joke i'm like <laughs> <laughs> is this who this is just who i am yeah yeah like, really I'm, I'm expressing myself i've come out the closet as, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. A, as, an, as a person same as what you obsessed did, with wanker, <laughs> wanking and pedo documentaries <laughs> this is just who i am yeah <laughs> without any rules no criticism it's every jokes about me wanking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine was political insights, lengthy considered articles. Julian was like, more Wank and Pedo jokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My balls, my so balls are, are in every tweet. <laughs> They're very good ones, though. Yeah, um, yeah thank you. They are you, high man. quality. In the yeah. wanking joke genre, you're one of the best. Yeah, Definitely. thanks, man. I'm a massive wanker. <laughs> um, I mean, I was wanking a lot, so like... Fair enough. Yeah, it's that thing, as a comic, I always say, you talk about what you, what you know, what you do, what you do in your life. You were literally in a bed sit <laughs> wanking for five bed. months. <laughs> I was going to 
I was going to say I had a joke about that, but it's, you thought it was similar to your joke, so it's too controversial. Go on, what joke is it? Go no, I was gonna, and I, I go, I actually masturbated slightly less than average, uh, probably because I was confined to the house. And then you had one that was... Oh, similar. it was exactly the same as my joke, just not as good. <laughs> well, it's doing well on stage, and now it's mine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll do them on stage. I've done, my best one was about not eating... I did all these jokes I thought were clever. The best response was one about, I said, I've cleaned up my diet, stopped eating bat meat, that got on the biggest laughs. I'm like, really? That's, that's, the, that's the worst thing that you learn from Twitter is you could do... I've done jokes where I've written it. I was like, this is fucking good. And I'll put it on Twitter and it will just... No, this was on stage last night. Mites and shit. Yeah, but I mean, that's a, it's exactly the same thing. Oh. In there. But then what you do is if you do something topical and a bit shit, it will just get a bigger response because yeah. people just like laughing at what they know, don't they? That's the nature yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the sort that of... stuff. Bat material. Yeah. Then, then I did another bat bit. I was like, listen, just milk this bat thing. Yeah. It's um, gonna be, there's going to be a lot of um, cack top, topical jokes coming. There once, you. once gigs are started. Tonight there will be at Top Secret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back yeah. tomorrow, though. I've got to do my first 20 minutes. There. It's all right to do a new material gig, which I've done, but now I've got to do the first proper 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though I've lost all my He's, old jokes. I still had notes on stage. I did uh, two 20s on Saturday. And, and with I, notes? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I asked like, last night, I said, do you mind if I have notes even for the 20s? Because what? It's not like what did from Mark the say? Guy remembering his jokes. Yeah, he said it's fine. Because yeah. I'm there tonight, and I'm kind of, I, I find it hard. My, my brain, like, I can't remember the order of stuff or what no. I want to. I don't know. But I can remember a fucking date in 1997, yeah, and yeah, nothing yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got this fucking bullshit brain, man. No, it's the same. I'm looking at my old jokes, going, and just they're just individual words, height, and I'm like, what is height? And I'm looking at like what I don't. I'm, I had to listen to some of my old jokes to try and remember them. Then I didn't. I know that joke of yours. <laughs> it's about the dating app, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know it now because I watched Grindr, it back. Yeah, but yeah no, that one I was trying to remember. What is the order? The of it? How did it go? And, but then you're not going to sell them as well. The new stuff's working a lot better because it's, it's the energy and it. it's all about energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows you, doesn't it? It's, it's about delivery and energy really more oh. than the words, even That's with the, excellent I mean, gold jokes like mine. There are comics, and I'm not, again, obviously I'm not going to name names, who actually... If you scratch the surface of their material, it is utter dog shit. But they are incredibly charismatic. I mean, if you saw it written down, it'd be like, what? You're going to go my, on live my, at the Apollo and mate, say this? Some of my bits, if you actually wrote them down, are fucking crap. <laughs> but the three I, of us, you're definitely further on that scale towards <laughs> actual performance. No, not, to, not well, towards what, being I, But I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm good on... I'm very... You know, I can sell a story. I can tell it. I can sort of... But I think that's what a story is. I mean, you don't... It's like... Um, it's timing, it's suspense, it's, you know yeah. what I mean? Stuff like that. And also, yeah, you've got to leave. the words you're saying. But also, you two, I think, are very good at having a, a good economy of language in your stuff. You write it so that you know where it's the, it's the funny bit, bang, but, like, you know, it's tight and it's sort of, yeah, economical, whereas mine is fatty. But, you know, but I, I can... for doing I long shows, isn't it, yours? Is that, well, I just do long, yeah. I, I still yeah, think it's economical, fringes. though. Like, it's all valid, isn't it? If it, oh, it still... becomes it. When I first tell yeah. a story on stage, though, it is... Mine's more suited to emails and text messages and stuff. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I just divisive, divisive online articles is what yours <laughs> I is. I just read tweets for. from an iPad. <laughs> Contrary, divisive <laughs> commentary. Why am I like well, this? I think Nick's very natural as well on I stage. I do as well, actually. Oh, thanks. You're a very funny comedian. I think, yeah. Not funny, really... but very natural. Natural. <laughs> You look, you look like you should be up there until you start talking. Yeah, yeah. It's boring, but it's natural. <laughs> you think? I wish he was still backstage. It's boring, but natural. It's like a glacier. 
um, but yeah, so how so did you? So you did your first keep out last week, uh, Monday, and then one last night Wednesday. So that was it, and that was first back over five months off. Did you did say you, you've not seen anyone in that five months physically? Barely, barely. I saw Tonks running around sometimes. Yeah, because he runs near where I saw Kerry once walking around. These are comics that live near me, and I saw Mark because he just had his new baby, and that was it. And I really haven't. Um, I've seen people on Zoom because we're doing my podcast and my new podcast. I've talked to people on the phone, but no, I have, I, I've been very, very isolated. The thing is, I'm totally used to it and weirdly fine. Are with you going to release the episode I did or not? We don't talk about it. <laughs> Nick was so um, unhappy with me afterwards. Why? Like, what happened? Can what we talk about that or not? We don't. Have yeah, to. I'm happy Come to talk on, let's about talk it. What happened? Our, Oh. Nick thought I was stonewalling him. Julian I didn't even know what, I had to Google what stonewalling meant. What's it saying? So, what, so you're, what, to what's your podcast? Your new podcast? I'm doing a new podcast. It's totally different from that. We can talk about ah. this thing first. Oh, so it's a different one. Because so, yeah. yeah, I, I know you started your one before. It's a totally different one. Because then I started my one in my studio, but then it got lockdown happened, so I couldn't go in the studio. So I was like, yes. I don't know what to do anymore. Then I ended up starting this film one, which we can talk about if you want in a minute. The yeah. one Julian's talking about, which is my new one coming out. You uh, did one episode, one... then cancelled it. I cancelled it, yeah, yeah. Well, Julian just... Cancel culture, mate. For some reason... Why are you writing an article about that? He <laughs> <laughs> cancelled me. Exactly. <laughs> fucking hell, the you fucking cancel culture bro. journalist. <laughs> what happened? Julian decided... You know on a podcast how you're meant to talk? And you see how today I've talked and I've offered a lot of stuff. Maybe I've even talked too much, but I've offered a lot. What, what Julian was doing is one word answers, shut the conversation down, try and make the host <laughs> as uncomfortable as possible when he's doing a new thing that's hard. Then yeah. complain that you've had to w- drive t- five to 12 minutes when the other person's come like an hour and something yeah. and complain a lot and just generally make it impossible. That was his I tactic. didn't complain. I just said that parking is a bit difficult around here. You're paying for it. <laughs> and I offered to pay for it and he said, no, it's all right. And I, I was paying for the studio, so I was paying a lot more money. Oh, yeah. you're paying for the studio. You want me to go halves on your podcast? No, of course you don't, but like... Sorry, you had to cover the equipment and stuff. I want you to go, like, get your effort level to maybe like bring uh, my own half, lighting. Thirty percent. No, Julian just decided to just sabotage it. I don't know why. I, I think Nick that. was just highly strong. It was his first one. I was, you know, un- insensitive to that really, and right. you know, perfectly reasonable. But Nick's very sensitive, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So that's sen- what it was. He's sensitive. My, I was the problem. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> but forget that. That that's in the past. That's an old. Well, Julian one. brought it up. I would never brought it up because it you know makes him look terrible. But <laughs> makes Nick look really really bad. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it can be tricky to interview your friends when it's like, what is the tone? I then did one with Andrew. Did Dorn, you have friends was, on as well? Then yeah. Thank you. Um, it can be hard to interview colleagues that you know. <laughs> <laughs> people you've met many yeah, times. Yeah. People that you know the night their name. You see why it was hard now. Exactly. But, uh, no, Julian's very funny, but it was, it was like, it's just like, I did one with Andrew Doyle after that, it was much easier, but then I prepared for it, and I, I learnt lessons. Julian's one was a learning experience, I learnt Also, I felt like you put me on the spot a couple of times, only in hindsight, I didn't mind that though, I didn't complain to you about that. No. Not like that. Well, you live and learn, podcasts are a learning experience, this is why, you know, you do, I've done 20 of my new ones, my new one's a film one that's coming what, out, the new one, right? the concept? If it's... Top five movies. Just watch a film. It's no, it's a totally fun break from the real world. Nothing yeah. about masks. It's about so what I did. I started putting on my Instagram during the lockdown just for something to do. I started like ranking movies into top fives, like top five Quentin Tarantino movies. Just I felt like it. Then people would reply to me, go, "No, you're wrong. It's not that one." I thought, "Oh, this is kind of interesting." And then someone was like, "You should do this as a podcast." And that was enough market research to convince me to put my whole life into it. One guy said, "You should do it." That's so a good started, idea, though. So what it is, it's me and my friend, because my friend is like a film director. He, 
he was a film producer in his teen years, producing movies with like Whoopi Goldberg and stuff. He was working on Is them. Is that Ben? Yeah, yeah. And then he left, um, Ben Foggy's called, and then he I left. I did an audition where he was the casting director once. Did you get it? Yeah. Okay, no. I, I know you didn't. <laughs> That's what I asked. Um, Nick told him not to give it to me because I fucked his <laughs> podcast up. <laughs> I didn't tell him. I just, I just gave him options. Yeah. I, just, I just said he's a bit difficult you on set. Him. He's very difficult to work <laughs> with. I've heard rumours. I just, I just, I just hate him. He's stonewall you. Yeah, you think yeah. Whoopi was hard to work with, mate? Should be Julian. <laughs> He did this, he worked with, just to give a potted history of his story, he's quite interesting. he worked, as I understand it, he worked in Hollywood. And then he's like, I want to do my own stuff. This is too, this is not what I want to do, even though he's making a lot of money. Then he wrote his own script, sold it for like a decent amount of money. Then he, then he moved on, then he tried to, then he wanted to have like a more normal life. So he went to like do film school, I think in Manchester. But the, the, the teacher said to him, you know way more about film than me already. You should teach the course. He didn't want to do that. Then he ended up going to the best film school in the country, but then he didn't like know, the way they did things. That's an unconfident teacher, isn't it? Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I'd have just blagged it. Yeah, definitely. Made some shit up. <laughs> so he's one of these guys where I was obsessed with films when I was young, and I'm obsessed with films, and I've seen a lot of them, but he's seen everything. He's, you, know, yeah, you go yeah. to his house, there's a film that's not out for two years, and he's got it sort of thing. So he's the expert on it, and I'm the sort of the host. And, and we do, we, and we just, what we do is give us a topic, and we try and come up with the essence of that topic, then come up with the best. So we'll do like we'll do like the best Michael Douglas movies. It's like how yeah. do you come up with the essence of a Michael Douglas? Movie? Then we'll Romance rank them in the, in the top stone. five. Yeah, well that's one. You could be on it. You could be on it. So that's all we do, and it's very fun. Just like it's a fun. Just we talk about the nineties a lot. Yeah. It's just a fun thing. We've done we've done the whole first season. It's about to come out, and then we can find out if people actually like it or not, or if we've wasted the last month. Cool. Or two. It's a what's good the, idea. What's the first episode? What first episode about? First episode was. Gangster movies, I believe. It's about Frozen. Because trying to do that, imagine trying to come up with the top five gangster movies. It's almost impossible. And I oh, like good, the fact that good it's... Goodfellas at the top, or Godfather. Well, there you go. I mean, I like... only two. Well, there's Godfather 2, and then there's Carlitos Way, Donnie Brasco, there's Scarface. I mean, there's... yeah, but they're not yeah. Goodfellas or Godfather. You see how it generates controversy? This is why the podcast Definitely. can work. Once Upon a Time in America. That's Miller, Miller's Crossing. Scarface, give me a break. Miller's Crossing. Those are the top yeah. four. This is, um, and we try and do it within 45 minutes to an hour. We try and actually come up with the essence of it, compile it live, and then rank it. And so, let's see. I thought about calling it the 90s movies podcast. We end up talking about the 90s a huge, because it was the best yeah, era. Yeah. In you should just call way. it the only movie podcast or something. That's quite good. <laughs> it's kind of like Mark Kermo's podcast, if, if, but with, less, with non-famous people yeah, and who were funnier. Constant talk about it. So it's also end. funny and we mess about. It's not like really serious, but it's geeky mixed with funny kind of, yeah. I hope yeah. I've pitched that well enough for people to listen. But we've got like it's about to launch. We've got like the whole first season's done. But I hope I've pitched it so that some people listen. A lot of I, film I, I, buff, a lot of film buffs listen to this podcast actually. Do they? Or they'll look yeah. perfect. Um, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I rarely I'm not, I'm not. Okay. I mean it. Well I wasn't sure and then some people message me on Instagram, like, yeah, I definitely listen Lisa to Lisa Gold, so I, I can name Lisa Gold. She's a I think she knows Mark Commode. Really? She's a big film buff, yeah. Well, there you go. And they can, maybe they'll hate it and say, oh, I've got wrong a film wrong on here and she's messaged me. <laughs> You've got what? I've got a film wrong, I think I've got a film wrong once on here. And oh, and she messaged. She messaged, um, she's a purist. Right. Perfect for her then. Yeah. It's, but it's not quite out yet. I see Tune in. Because we only, you just told me we were doing this yesterday. But it'll be out next week or so and it'll be top five movies. I'm, I might change the name. I think it'll be that. And it'll be, it's just a great podcast. Cool. And so, the only I mean, goal not- for it is to try and actually do it this time and get to like, a hundred episodes. My yeah. goals are very humble these days. It's do a hundred, get to a hundred just to start with, and not 
self-destruct and hate the other person. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a, that's a good one. You manage um, it somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Are we at 100? Excuse I reckon we're at 100. Do you think? I don't know. I, stop, I don't count, mate. I don't know. Uh, 100, maybe. That's a lot, isn't it? We I don't reckon wonder, no. Do you know what? We're not at 100. Because we're at 100, doing... including the Chris years. Oh, well over 100. Well, Chris years were 10 years. You mean without yeah. me, Nick? I don't like to put it like that, Julian, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But, I know, because yeah. I thought you meant before we renamed it. We did a few, didn't we? Yeah, I reckon this is. I don't. I reckon. I don't reckon we're at 100 because we've been doing it since September two years ago, and it's not been bang on weekly. Sometimes what I've done is cut out all the annoying variables like guests, which are always a nightmare. So yeah. I've just got it down to me and my friend, and we're doing it as co-hosts. And we might have Who's the your friend. Guest. Oh, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I have a friend. Uh, but if I don't have any friends, we've established that, Julian. But if you uh, and we might have the occasional guest, and that could vary it and stuff. But we're we're doing it, you know, because guests are a nightmare, aren't they? Let's be honest. It's. I mean, no. We'll I be, speak be, as a guest now. But we. It depends. But our guests. They are, are a nightmare sometimes. Nice, yeah. but we. Um, we've only ever had a couple of guests where we've had people messaging saying, "Like, come on now." It's not really the. It's not the. Guests, I like it's not Peter the people. It's, it's the moving part. It's the moving part. <laughs> what do you say? I said we've had some guests where people have got in touch and sort of had issues, and Dan Julian said I actually quite like Pete Johansson. He just <laughs> just named just named the guests that a couple of people complained about. Um, well, you're, you're, Julian mentioned to me yesterday, and I'm here today. That is, I am available. Oh, that but is, that, that's our booking policy is very much. We need to do it. It's me and Julian going. Oh shit! Should we do an episode tomorrow? Oh shit! We haven't got a guest because we haven't actually planned That's to do right, one until in. then. But there's so many good guests and stuff, isn't there? It's quite like it's you know. I like we've tried to rescue that, Julian. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, none were available today. But <laughs> I mean, um, the point is, it can be hard to do it consistently. There's lots of moving parts. Anyway, only maybe I shouldn't meta-analyze a podcast on a podcast. Exactly. This is getting too meta. But we should probably wrap it up. Um, yeah. Good point. I should go and father my child. Can we edit that last, last 15 minutes out? Absolutely and just not. put a piece of text saying Nick has a new film podcast and just take it. Because I, I think I, I talked about it for too long. I could sense no, it. it's fine. People can skip forward. People can, people can you know, people bail out on that podcast bit. if they want. That's the beauty of podcasts is the listener has the control of how they actually take it in. Um, that's it. Nick, at Nick Dixon Comic on, yes. on the Instagram and Twitter and yep. TikTok if you're a Chinese spy. Are you doing? T- do you do TikTok? I've got one video on there. Last time I checked, it had like a hundred, something like one hundred fifty thousand views about Eric Bailly, yeah. Man United defender. I just nailed the TikTok formula for that one video, right. and then I stopped doing it. It's, uh, it's. I'm confused by it. I, I've, I downloaded it a while back. Did a two couple of videos, and then you open it, and it's basically just like fucking women lip syncing to songs and dancing. But it's people I'm not even following on it, isn't it? I don't fo- like. I don't get it. Like, but beefcakes doing loads of exercises, and then then loads of golf people just hitting big drives. And magicians, I've got magicians a name. And magicians, yeah. they're doing very well on there. Um, it's yeah, weird. It's, I don't like it now because it's a Chinese spy app. Probably that's the thing that bothers me about. <laughs> there it. is that as well. China's yeah. been getting our information. I don't mind people. them spying on me though. Right. Yeah. You like? Well, I think I'm pretty sure. Love it. If you've got any Someone's smartphone, if you're on any other social media, if you're on Facebook, if you're on anything. They got your shit, you know what I mean? It's the fact that... I know, yeah, exactly. If you're not using VPNs, if you're not in that cage that Gene Hackman had in any of the state... I only use the dark web anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but that's for different stuff. (laughs) That's for all browser. (laughs) Silk Road. Um, Right. (laughs) Nick Dixon, everyone can check out your podcast. Yes, thank you. Once you release the name of it. 
Um, It'll be top five movies. The only movie podcast. And you'll find Nick me and find it by finding me at Nick Dixon exactly. Comic. Nick D I X O N Comic. Thanks, guys. And um, Julian, we'll be back next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Follow us on Patreon. Oh, yeah, we've still got Patreon. We're still doing stuff on Patreon. The video to this will be on Patreon it and the audio. So they'll get to see release. Julian actually disappear live. <laughs> I mean, um, I might put that on TikTok. I think we should. It's, honestly, it looks so creepy. It looked like so. Have you seen the TV show The Leftovers? It's brilliant. It's one of the best. It's my favorite bit. My my favorite television show ever made. Mm-hmm. And it's um and yet yeah, it's about a, a basically what could be the rapture, but we don't know. Um, okay. And people just disappear. But there we go. It's the end of the podcast. Thank you, Nick Dixon, for joining Thanks. us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>